I'm Asan, and welcome to another 9320 player exclusive. Yes, this this thing, it rumbles on, it drags on, it's going to rumble and drag on for years, I believe. Uh, joining me to really give us his thoughts on the charges uh, and what could unfold in the next few months and years, I've got Stefan. Morning, Stefan. Morning. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, it's been a busy... Beyond beyond thinking about football, it's been a, a busy few weeks in uh, in court. So, okay, well, gives look. me some gives me some direct and relevant uh, feelings about uh, cases in respect of allegations of dishonesty. <laughs> yeah, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. Um, well, look, I before we start on City themselves, um, the question I want to open with for you is um how do you feel about this as a city fan and the reason i asked that let me just explain it a little bit i've seen there seems to be a tendency amongst the supporter base that when somebody speaks from a position of knowledge and somebody removes emotion and speaks practically about these things they are immediately accused of being negative or being you know um not supporting the club or just a lot of kind of nonsense and I think that the thing that those people miss is whether it's you or it's Lloyd or it's another contributor on the podcast, that if people are trying to give an expert opinion, they're trying to be dispassionate to give that opinion. They're not stating emotionally what they think. They're giving a practical view on it. So what I want to know from you is putting aside your legal experience and all of that stuff on a personal level, how do you feel about this? Well, uh... <sighs> Just on the first bit, I know you wanted to put it aside. The only reason that I'm doing uh, whatever I'm doing in terms of this stuff is to try and either set the record straight Mm -hmm. to the extent that I can or to offer a bit of insight that so that people, uh, largely City fans, understand the situation better. I mean, there's no, you know, there's been all sorts of suggestions (laughs) on places like Blue Moon that, you know, some kind of uh, uh, doing it for some sort of financial gain. I mean, you know, spaces, I don't, I don't, I'm not being, uh, unless you're going to tell me that you're paying me for this, I don't get paid. I don't get paid for 9320. The spaces does not generate any money. uh, Clearly I've uh, already committed to not having any manscaping adverts on the spaces. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, the starting point that people should, should look at is I'm doing it purely uh, to try and assist with the understanding of the situation. Now, I'd add on to that, that, uh, and this may sound a little bit arrogant, but there are not many people who have got a professional experience that involves actually advising city that ha- that that are qualified lawyers that understand pnls that have worked on uh, for the best part of 9 years dealing with a company who where the allegations are that the accounts are were misstated and were inaccurate who dealt with the defense of uh, of a serious fraud office investigation who dealt with multiple inbound and outbound bits of litigation largely focused on the state of those historic accounts so i think my 
bona fides in terms of having some credibility to talk about the subject uh, should be um, beyond doubt. So, and then you come on to, okay, well, what does that mean as a fan? Well, as a fan, the whole thing is a complete disaster, mm. right? And people can say that I'm very negative about everything. And people do say that. And, you know, uh, some people follow me uh, on Twitter because of my uh, uh, comments on football. Some people do not follow me, block me, uh, uh, and mute me. Uh, bottom line is, this is not good for Manchester City Football Club uh, on any basis. And um, that, that, you know, so how do I feel as a fan? Well, obviously, I, it, obviously it's shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, like how... How can anybody feel about it? Do you expect... Uh, I said a couple of days ago that I think Soriano should go. I kind of regret saying it only because I've taken so much abuse for it, for saying it, that I kind of feel like I didn't realize that he had a he had his own little supporters club. But do you think that somebody like Soriano needs to go because of this? Uh, so, first of all, Soriano is not on the board of Manchester City Football Club. Yeah, no, but as the the guy. Well, who well won- no, no, uh, uh, no, no. That's a mic drop, right? Because there's a weird situation here where the subsidiary is the company who is effectively under investigation. Its accounts are in question. It's the subsidiary. That subsidiary has on the board various people, including Caldoun, but it does not have Soriano on the board. So the people who are really looking down the barrel, in my opinion in respect of this, are particularly the directors of that individual company. Unless, unless I've completely misinterpreted the, the charges that are being brought against the company. Now, the, the directors of the company, we, we did touch on this in the spaces, but the directors of the company, I can get on the, on the screen as I'm talking. You might hear the, uh, the keyboard going, unfortunately, uh, but it's worth me doing it. But it's effectively uh, Caldoun, um, uh, um, Marty Simon? Edelman, M- Marty Pierce? Edelman, yeah, Marty Marty Edelman, Simon Pierce, um, another um, Abu Dhabi representative. Uh, let me just—I've I've got it now. Um, so this is all public information, okay? So I'm just reading off uh, off Company's House. So uh, Abdullah Al Khoury, uh, Khaldun, I just said, Marty Edelman. Alberto Galassi, John McBeth, uh, Simon Pierce. Those are the directors of Manchester City Football Club Limited. That's the company that uh, this, you know, our new football club uh, that was incorporated in six, on the 16th of April, 1894. Uh, that's the company whose accounts are being questioned uh, at this point. Okay. So those are the directors who, in my view, yeah. are are in the focus of, of this situation. Um, Soriano is not a director of that company. Not that it's directly relevant, right, to, to your question, uh, because what happens if things go wrong uh, in this? And, and if, you know, and I do think it's unlikely, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know whether I've made that clear enough. I do think it's unlikely that, that the club will be uh, found to have breached all of these rules. Uh, but should that happen, 
the consequences are far reaching. I don't think there's ever much doubt about that. Uh, you know, and I, I don't, I don't care if people thought that my uh, tweet was alarmist or not. It, 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 in my view, it is beyond question that should all of the charges be proven, or certainly the bulk of number one on the charge list be proven, then all hell will break loose. So let's talk about those charges. Um, point one in the charges is, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but to paraphrase, point one, which is the major one, is effectively saying that from 2008, 2009 to 2017, 2018, in every season that City uh, gave the Premier League their books, the books were fraudulent. Well, okay, so, so let's take a step back. I'm, let's, let's not use the word fraudulent because it seems to be that people... Uh, Incorrect. People get a bit carried away by yeah. it, right? And I'll explain what, where the word comes from in the analysis of this. Look at what the Premier League are alleging. That's the starting point, right? So uh, you might hear some typing again because I stupidly didn't have the Premier League statement in front of me, uh, and nor um, have I uh, got the um, got the handbook in front of me uh, stupidly again. Do you want me to pause it while you get um, everything in front of you? Right, Stefan, you have everything in front of you? Yep. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, so let's talk about charge one, this idea of fraudulent accounts or incorrect accounts. Uh, yeah. That is the well, root Well, let, let's just this. work through. So I, I like to shy away from the fraudulent bit a little bit. Well, I say shy away. I don't want to use the terminology because it seems to be something that, that's really got uh, people's backs up. And, but mm. I'll explain why, why, it's, um, why we're in the zone of false accounting, right, in terms of the allegation. Just to break it down, I'll try and do it really quickly because we did it in a lot of detail on the spaces and people can listen to the spaces still. Uh, it'd actually Absolutely. be good if they did so we can get it over 100,000, which is would be nice. Uh, not for any, again, not for any financial gain. Um, <laughs> just, just The just accusations I, are going to fly. No, well, I, I think I, I think it's useful because I know who's listening to it, right? And Definitely. It, it's been widely listened to. Uh, by a lot of the sorts of people who uh, City fans have a, have a problem with not reporting in an accurate way. And I'd like to think that in particular, in some of the nuances that have been talked about all the way back since this investigation started, that some of the things that I've been arguing, particularly in respect of time barring um, and, and explaining the situation, as I did in that Daily Mail article, have actually been proved to be pretty accurate in terms of how it's been looked at, what the charges are, what the underlying allegations are, and and how the sort of timescales might work and what, what the key sort of pinch points are in the process. So I think there is a benefit there in people understanding it. It just means that we don't end up with a whole load of crap articles that people think are inaccurate or, uh, you know, or don't tell the whole story. Um, anyway, that's a bit of... Um, self-promotion of the of the spaces so i won't go we'll into great in detail the, uh, but we'll link we'll link the spaces in the tweet for this podcast so anybody okay. who comes yeah. across the pod but hasn't seen the spaces it'll be in the thread that you saw this podcast on sorry Stefan. Go on. i mean this this should be a little bit tighter because actually we've had a little bit of time to, to digest uh the stuff and I, i've also had the opportunity to kind of be challenged on one or two of the aspects of the analysis by one or two people I know who understand this stuff as well. And uh, the the bad news is I still think I'm right in respect of clause one, because 
when you break down what those rules are, in essence, it says that the club needs to provide um, three things, really. One is its, its financial report as per company's house. So, um, so, so that's the audited statement of annual accounts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the first thing. Secondly, it's got to provide some additional information, some supplementary information on a number of different areas. Um, so if you were to go to the handbook, uh, for example, you'll see that, um, in, uh, it's in section E, there are a number of additional lines of information that the club needs to provide in addition to its annual accounts. Basically, as far as I can see, it requires a bit more detail in respect of certain things, right? So it says here, uh, the accounts referred to in rule E3 shall include separate disclosure within the balance sheet or notes to the accounts or by way of a supplemental information uh, separately reported on by its auditors. So effectively saying... Uh, so even if we don't publish the information that they're seeking publicly, then what they would have to do is get the auditors to do a supplemental report, sign off to to the requisite standard information in respect of compensation fees, contingent sums and loan fees, and include a breakdown within the profit and loss account or the notes to the accounts or by way of supplemental information again, uh, reported on the auditors again of revenue in appropriate categories, such as gate receipt, sponsorship, advertising, broadcasting rights, commercial income, and other income. To be honest, I think in terms of E42, we already do that. So that wouldn't be supplemental information. But the bottom line is they've got to provide all that information. It's got to all be audited. And then they've also got to provide, go down to E11. All of these references are ones that I'm making from the 2017, 2018 accounts. But effectively in the nine seasons, what, as far as I can tell, what they've done is they've gone through, they've made mistakes actually in terms of the references, but ignore that because it's irrelevant. Uh, you know, it might give City a nice little uh, PR uh, goal, but it's actually completely irrelevant. Nobody's going to care by the time we get to actually hear this stuff. Uh, uh, but it's in the nine, um, in the nine seasons, it's effectively the same information that's been required. I haven't checked each one of the uh, Premier League rules for each one of the seasons. I'm assuming that they're largely the same in each of the seasons. If they're slightly different, well, somebody else can download nine copies of the rule book. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, the the thing that I think is absolutely unacceptable is one the way that this is explained by the Premier League in this in this bare statement, and two the fact you can't even go back on the Premier League website, as far as I can see, and pull off. The no. old, the old rule books. No. So, look, so fans are being fans are being basically told that the club is being accused of a whole load of things. It's been given only a half story as to what the offences are. Are being required to guess as to what the 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 likely matters might be that underlie this, and then they can't even go back and check the rule books to which they're said to have breached. Mm. I don't think that that is a fair situation for the Premier League uh, to to go after um, in terms of its service to the fans of one of the clubs that, that it represents. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.